0: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
1: Howdy, everybody. This is Matthew Paul Paulissi of the uh, Suns GM Session podcast, and I am joined by Suns Week Brandon. Tonight, after the Suns' victory over the Indiana Pacers, 117-110. to How's everyone doing out there? How are you doing, Suns?
2: I'm doing fantastic, man. Back-to-back shows with the Suns Jam Session podcast. Five wins (laughs) in a row, baby. Football Sunday. You know me. I'm a really big football fan and everything. So it's been a good day. Glad we got the W. And yeah, ready to talk about this game, man. Yeah, I was, uh, was going to open
1: by back-to-back-to-back-to-back to back to back to back wins and then back-to-back back games with Suns Geek on. That's Yuck. how I was going to open, but I forgot. It wasn't in my notes. If it's not in my notes, I forget everything. Uh, right tonight, John, here, yeah, <laughs> tonight, John is off. Uh, he uh, was watching the Bills game tonight, and he's a fan of the Bills. It uh,
2: goes you way back in the day.
1: <laughs> bit, yeah, I saw they missed the field goal to tie the game, which is typically typically a Bills thing to do, I feel like, in the playoffs, is to choke a little bit, and that sucks, because KC always finds a way to win. But the Suns, lately, they always find a way to win. And tonight, winning by seven, and after a close game, I mean, Sunscape, we're pretty happy, right? Before we start this pod, I mean, five games in a row. Did you see this coming after uh, a couple weeks ago with the debacle? and? everything going on with kd wanting out and all that supposed talk it's feeling pretty good to be a suns fan right now right
2: yeah it's it's really good to be a suns fan right now and i will take every single win i can get especially in the loaded western conference so i'm so glad we got the dub one game at a time matthew one game at a time man
1: one game at a time is right and business and the bear thank you again seven dollars for the seven point win first time in suns history players score 40 points without making a free throw 16th time in nba history ugly win but let's go biscuits in the barrier is talking about kevin durant and his historic performance tonight with 40 points after booker scored 52 points a game ago uh, but before we get started i gotta find the drop and let's go glorious 117 to 110 sun's geek joins me and first i gotta ask you a question before i finish that drop you had a beer up and i forgot to
2: crack it open
1: <laughs> because yeah. i typically do not crack anything open but you got a Coors Light. is it already cracked open
2: should you yeah, do the well, whole thing well, it's just because on friday i didn't have a beer and i was like you know what i gotta get a beer for when i go live with matthew so yeah, yeah that, was the, that was the crack open right there <laughs> okay
1: well, I'm glad we got that out of the way, and uh, like, subscribe, rate, and all the good stuff. But yeah, let me get to the question that I want.
0: Oi, Mate, I've got to ask.
1: Got to be honest, sons Geek, this is five games in a row, and it's feeling pretty good. I just want to ask you, what is the best win so far? Is it the win over the Pelicans? Is it the comeback win that happened many, many nights ago? What seemed like? Oh, I'm sorry, it was only like three games ago against the Kings.
0: It feels like a came. long time ago. Though.
1: Yeah, but I, I'm assuming that was probably the best moment, right, so far in the five-game win streak. Or is it just the consistent play from Kevin Durant, Booker, and Beal, you know, in spurts during, I, I don't know, during the win streak where you just are like, oh, one guy's not falling off. They're all kind of just gelling really well together. But what's your favorite moment so far?
2: That's a great question. I was sort of talking about this with John. We had a little bit of a segment on this, but I will say it, it probably was that win against the Kings. Because first off, that wasn't just some ordinary cliche comeback. That was a historic comeback that we haven't seen in a long time, especially with the Phoenix Suns. But I also was talking to John, too, and I'm like, you got be, be you got to be better than your last game. And even though tonight was kind of a mixed review, we were obviously incredible against the Pelicans the other night. So I'm going to answer the question with saying that the best win of the season was against the Kings. You maybe could do an honorable mention for that Pelicans game. But again, just be better than your last game. And even though the, this game was a little too close for comfort at times, I'm glad we won. We won five in a row, man. Like I said, like John and I were going over the standings on Friday nights. It is a loaded western conference you want to get every single win you can get and and i will take this win man
1: yeah especially when a team is missing their star and uh, tyrese halliburton tonight who was out late scratch he was out the game before but i did see him in the shoot around and he was just a late scratch which kind of sucks is you want to see how this team will compete against you know this indiana pacers team that has an all-star in higher Hi- halliburton and they just picked up Pascal Siakam. That would have been great, but uh, we did get the win. Um, but before we get into, like, the bench and, you know, how poorly they've been and how good the, the Pacers bench really is, let's yeah. get into this guy who's really, really freaking good. Who the heck are you? I'm Yo, Kevin Durant. You know who I am. Man. Y'all know who I am. Did
2: anybody see a sniper? Did anybody see
0: anything? I'm one of the best players ever played a game.
1: Without a free throw, Kevin Durant has 40 points tonight and you know who else didn't have free throws tonight was their well he didn't play very much and Grayson Allen so it was really heavy one-sided really with getting to the line or just getting the fouls drawn and that was the inner pacers but tonight Kevin Durant was magnificent man I think at times when you want to see the bench pick up the pieces and kind of keep that lead or you know keep the team in the game the Suns still have to rely on one of the big three and tonight it was Kevin Durant throughout the whole game that had the Suns back and made sure that you know, they got this victory tonight, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, I remember when we were when – the, when the Pacers had, like, rallied back from 14, all of a sudden Kevin Durant dropped, like, 14 on their heads when we seemed like we were going into a scoring drought. And I love how you started off that segment about Kevin Durant. You said zero free throws. But you know what? I'm okay with that because there's a lot of games, especially this season and maybe a little bit last season – where Kevin Durant would have a whole bunch of points and people on Twitter would be like, oh, it's just because he got to the free throw line a lot. Who cares, man? I will take the zero free throws because Kevin Durant was spectacular tonight. Every time we needed, he, he needed him, he came up with a big shot, 40 freaking points on what was it, 18, uh, if I'm getting this right, uh, 18 for 25 shooting and only four threes. Kevin freaking Durant and also I thought he was really good on the defensive end we were talking about that win against the Kings we were talking about the Pelicans game it's been really because of Kevin Durant's defense and as you said man he was magnificent tonight shout out to Kevin Durant man
1: yeah it's unbelievable how good he still is and even in the subreddit there's always talk about Kevin Durant like god that guy cannot miss and especially at the age he's at and I know I'm doing the same thing we always do when we talk about the guy's age just like LeBron James was speaking of LeBron James Speaking of yeah, speaking of LeBron James and losing hair, Joey Lucio says, Matt, is it B or when K D gets a haircut, he plays like a beast. You For know really? what? He does. And the whole thing with the hair so I recently learned like if you're losing your hair and stuff, it's a lot of tension on the scalp. If you let your scalp breathe, that hair can come through. So if you think about it in the league, guys that take it so seriously, like Kevin Durant and Uh, Chris, I'm not going anywhere with that. We're not (laughs) not talking about that. Um, I'm not going to talk about hair loss because Katie looks good either way. Whether he's growing hair or not, he's um, just killing it out there. So I did want to talk a little bit about the uh, Suns bench. And um, you just saw the NF Pacers, their bench tonight is incredible. Was it like 50 points? They couldn't even add it up there. Just so many um, I know they jagged had numbers in there. 55. Thirteen points. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Obi Toppin, thirteen points. Walker just came alive in the fourth quarter. Got ten points. Shepard four points. Jalen Smith returning the, the sticks, fifteen points. Nemhard nine, and then Matherin had four. Um, the Suns bench obviously is a huge issue. I mean, the Pacers are the number the number one team in the league when it comes to bench scoring at forty nine points. The Suns are 27th with 28 points per game. And we all know that. We all know it's an issue. We all know there's the the big, I guess, I guess there's, there's a little bit of a big deal about the Suns kind of adding a wing. But, of course, it would come with the likes of Grayson Allen leaving. Uh, I'm not sure if you talked about last pod with the Grayson Allen news, how he's getting involved with a lot of trade talks. But this bench, man, from Eubanks, Oh, from Banks to kbd it is just so disappointing how critical like they're needed in situations on like defense scoring wise and they're just not there you can see it on their face where they are just having the hardest time at finding any kind of confidence has do you think the sun starters have lost all the trust that they had in that bench unit so far i mean right now within the, like the last 5 games
2: this might sound like an unpopular opinion i'm going to say no but the sun's bench just needs to be more consistent man that's how i look at it like again you you said it perfectly like the the pacers bench had like over 55 bench points that's insane the suns had like 26 or 28 and the highest suns bench score was Eric Gordon, and he was one for six from the game. That is, like, unacceptable, man. Like, they have to be more consistent night in and night out. Even if we just do an eight-man rotation, so three bench players, I'm okay with that. But you got to put points on the board because I was talking to John about this. Any other points we can get outside of our big three are just a bonus, and we're going to need it down the stretch. We're going to need it in the playoffs. And not only that, just on the offensive end, they got to be better on the defensive end, man. Like I'm not saying all the defensive lapses, because there was a lot of times in this game where the Pacers would go like on an, on an 11-0 run or something like that, especially late in the fourth quarter when they did go on an 11-0 run. And, and really, the, the whole Suns defensive team has been terrible, but they just need a lot more consistency. I don't know if it's just more of maybe, as you mentioned, maybe the Suns' big three does need to trust them more, or maybe they just need to start hitting their shot. It was just a rough night for the bench, man. You know?
1: Yeah, and um, you know, Lazy Squatch does say we need ball back. You know, yes. I don't know I don't know if you I mean I kind of forgot today, you know, that he is out. But his impact he had when he was playing in that two game stretch was he and of course he twists his ankle and he's been out since. Um we do lack that just versatile guy that's long obviously defensively, that is a menace, and a guy that has some moves, that can attack, who had confidence, something that yep. like this whole team Definitely lacks um right now on the on the bench end. um I do want to talk about one guy in particular who played it seemed like he played more minutes than he did only with 11 minutes but that's true you big crank you banks
0: that now that now that now that
1: that's a longer drop than I remember. <laughs> I was like, wait, when is this one over? 12 seconds. Um Eubanks tonight played 11 minutes, but Nurkic got into foul trouble early. Um, my thing is, I think the Suns really found something with that small ball lineup with KD at the five. When KD came over to the Suns before with Brooklyn, I really liked the way that Brooklyn would end games with KD playing the five. And that was the thing that I look forward to the Suns doing. It wasn't really seen as much until the last maybe few games, especially against the Kings. It was really noticeable. But... Tonight I feel like they could have done better with just KD out there at the five. I don't know your thoughts on that. Cause Eubanks to me right now, I mean, it's just it's really bad. I mean, he has three he had three points tonight, shot shot a free throw, and there was a picture of him taking a free throw. And it looked like it was a picture of him just constipated. I'm not trying to be so disgusting, but just at the line, like he just looks so afraid to be anywhere on the court right now. He's falling down, he kinda lost his reach, he lost his lift defensively. But right now, three points tonight 11 11 minutes i mean it was he could have filled some big shoes in dirk tonight but he just didn't really show up did he or did i think he? i just think
2: because because you you started this off with talking about Bull Bull earlier and how Bull Bull's kind of that like spark player energy kind of player in a way that's how i thought drew eubanks started off the season because I, I i was hyping up drew eubanks early on earlier on the year then he kind of fell out of the rotation and He was in there, you know, throughout a good chunk of this game, especially with certain lineups out there. But, like, I don't know how much of a contributor he was. Like, you know, I don't know if he just wasn't setting hard enough screens or rim rolling. Obviously, the rebound's really really tough to do when you're the best rebounder out there, you know, because we were doing the the death lineup, if you will. Drew Eubanks was out there at times, but I don't know, man. He just – he hasn't – like a lot of our bench, they haven't been consistent. They're not hitting shots. You know, in Drew Eubanks' Drew case, not grabbing rebounds or playing great defense. Although there was a few times I thought he competed on defense. I don't know, man. This The Suns bench is just so hard to analyze. And I'm, I'm not asking Drew Eubanks to go out there and score 10 points, but I am, I am asking him to go out there and play some good defense and compete. And tonight was just not really a good night for him, man.
1: No, it wasn't. Um, and I know we kind of started the pod just like kind of hitting on some little – little things here and there that are a little upsetting at times. But, um, you know, coming through with the win was really big tonight for the Suns. It really showed that they can close out games. I know the fourth quarter thing has always been a thing this year for the Suns, but we kind of are getting back in sync where they can figure things out against a team like the Pacers, who offensively, even without Halliburton, are one of the best in the league. And um, to put a stop to that, I mean, I feel like you have to give thanks to um, Bradley Beal for sure
2: and she said you're not the only one but you're the best bradley
1: i mean bill ended the game terrific i mean he really took over offensively he got the ball to the rim the only thing is like he does not get any foul calls does he I feel like so many times even last game, like he is getting hacked on the arm and he'll lay there and he'll just, you know, sit out, sit it out defensively for the next possession and just kind of complain to the ref. But I honestly don't blame him. I feel like he gets to the rim. Uh, Booker happens too. But Beal, I mean, tonight when he gets to the line, it was three for three. Yeah. Like it's just insane how much contact that guy draws. Right. And he's not getting to the line, but I like the way he ended tonight's game. It wasn't the best game from him, but in big moments in the fourth, he came through, got some big shots, and when he relied so heavily on the big three, it was easy for him to really, really just get to the rim and just blow by whoever was defending him at the time.
2: Real quick before I talk about Bradley Beal, just real quick. Like I mentioned, the Pacers went on an 11-0 to run to start the fourth quarter. That was really because Jairus Walker had back-to-back threes, but the Suns – went on a 10-5 run of their own, and a lot of that was because of Bradley Beal. And then you saw how he closed out the game, even though this game felt like forever to end, you know what I mean? But it really was because of Bradley Beal. And I do agree with you. I kind of feel like he did struggle a little bit in the first half, but that's funny that I say that because he only missed five shots. He was 11 for 16 from the field but the way he closed out this game when he was dribbling the ball through his legs and driving and attacking the rim, I was like, Oh, he's on one right now. And you're right, man. Like he does draw a lot of contact out there. Doesn't get called for the foul. And to an extent, I'm okay with him letting, you know, tell, having him tell the refs how it is and complaining about those fouls to an extent, you know, you want him to get back on defense and everything, but he just competes out there, man. He is a hooper. This is the reason that we traded for him. And again, you know the the night that he had, especially the way that he finished, I thought he had a pretty good game overall, man.
1: Yeah, and uh, it's nice to have him just healthy in there and just consistently just playing a role on defense and calling everybody out when they're not performing. Um, the backup plan really for the Pacers tonight was T.J. McConnell with, um, without having Halliburton in the game. T.J. McConnell is something, of course, sometimes we've always talked about wanting as a backup point guard. This was his third game; he started this night or tonight this season. And he did a pretty good job. I mean, what you're seeing from him is kind of what the Suns want. Um, in the first quarter, he did good. <laughs> 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 I'm, reading, I'm reading his stats. I'm like, dude, I remember coming out in the first. I was like, dude, that'd be nice to have. But only 12 minutes tonight. Did he leave with the injury or something? I didn't see. I know. That. I
2: think Jalen Smith. This is Smith bad reporting for Because I swear to God, I saw Jalen Smith actually go to the locker room after he was cooking us, like in the first half. Oh i don't know okay. if tj mcconnell did it. i know Jalen smith did
1: because <laughs> i'm like 12 12 minutes more points three <laughs> yeah six. he seemed like he
2: struggled <laughs>
1: yeah i mean it seems like a normal sun's bench player but he um it, it was nice to see that you know they have that as like kind of their backup plan for tyrese Halburn when he is out and the sun's backup with due to injury is just you know the nets guy up and the next guy up is not really there right now for the Suns. so i think um what the Suns are doing right now with the big three and relying on them so heavily in this first team is this is this something you're kind of worried about just write it out you know just go through the trade deadline see what happens see if there's a name that pops up right now i think the suns obviously during the regular season can handle themselves with their line that they have right now and even when ball comes back i think that's huge but do you think they can just kind of write this out for the next few weeks until yeah. the trade deadline?
2: Yeah, I mean, let's be real. Even though the trade deadline is approaching, there's still a lot of games left to be played until then, and we'll probably be having a completely different conversation closer to the trade deadline. But my, the way that I look at it is like maybe there's a couple tweaks, a couple small trades we need to make, but I don't think anything massive is going to happen. Again, I don't know what James Jones and CEO uh, Josh Bartlestein and Suns owner Matt Ishbia are cooking up right now maybe they're cooking up something that isn't being reported by some of the bigger you know um, names out there like shams and woge and all them but i think it's going to be a small trade it's probably going to be one of those trades where we're like what like we, we traded for that guy you know what i mean yeah but like yeah. it's not going to be anything massive i truly do trust in the sun's team but you want to know who else trusts in this team is Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Bradley Beal. And that's all that matters right there, man. So even though we're kind of giving the bench shit right now and they played pretty terribly and everything, it's like I think the team trusts the team, if that makes any sense. They trust the bench. I think we'll be okay in the long run. It really does matter about health, and it matters about reps, and it just matters about consistency. I've been saying that all season long, man. We just need consistency in so many areas of the game. But again – Who knows, man? You know how basketball changes fast. Like, I didn't expect Pascal Siakam to get traded this fast. All of a sudden, he's on the Pacers. Next up is going to be Zach Levine. You know what I mean? It's like the NBA moves fast. We'll see where we are. Let's just get to February 1st. You know what I mean? Then we'll see. Even though the trade stands on the 8th
1: that is true i mean they are still figuring it out and the and the one thing too i know you talked about our last game where booker you know 52 points and he's probably gonna be snubbed as an all-star starter <laughs> yeah he is he is he's not gonna be yeah. a starter and maybe i don't know if he's gonna make the all-star game <laughs> and someone brought up on uh on youtube like hey he's been inconsistent if you look at the dude's stats they're better than last year basically uh across the board i mean his point total is down like 0.6 or something like that but his assists are up that guy just needs everyone healthy because he needs to figure it out because he's handling the ball the most. He is our point guard. And then along with that, once the big three figure it out, along with Grayson Allen, who is part of the core four and yep. Nerf, and then you can have that bench with Vulbow. They just might just need some time. And maybe they do believe in that. Like you said, they do have that trust in each other. Maybe we just don't see it on the tr- on the on the court. Yeah. But guys like Kevin Durant and Booker and Beal, they don't seem like hard asses where they're gonna just you know throw these guys in the, in the trash they're gonna actually believe in them give them a shot and it's just up to those guys to really fill the shoes of you know who they were to start the season a lot of these guys have fallen yeah. off um including this guy and i'm not going to talk too much crap i mean but with eric gordon kind of just mia it's just it's kind of it's kind of scary
2: from indiana university number 23 Air... Gordon!
1: Yeah, and um, Kay Cassidy 90 I'll take the win. Ghost Suns, I'll take it too. But let's talk about Eric Gordon because the question keeps coming up from this CL Oracle. Landry shamba or, or Eric Gordon? I'm not doing this thing with Schammer anymore. Um, but has Eric Gordon fell into the Schammer side? <laughs> Is that something, Javs, we should bring up? or?
2: what Uh, a little bit of mixed reviews because i think one thing that gets a little overlooked here is eric gordon really does do a lot for this team in my personal opinion because he is a veteran in this league he's played in the league for so many years he's been on so many teams played with a lot of superstar players he's a really smart guy in my opinion but the problem is and as we're seeing right now when he's inconsistent or cold if you will he's really cold but when he's streaky when he's on fire that's when that's the eric gordon that we need like i pulled up his last five games and his best game was it was again going back to that king's game where he had 13 points in 24 minutes beyond that he had five points three points five points and four points again like and and the percentages are terrible we're talking 25%, 18%, 22%, 16%. You see what I'm saying here? I feel like he competes on defense too, which might be a little bit underrated part of his game, but he's really been struggling, man. We need him to get out of this funk, but unfortunately, the way you get out of that is just, just to keep shooting, man. So don't really know if that answers your question necessarily. I'm still a believer in Eric Gordon, but... Again, this goes back to the bench talk. We've been having this conversation since the the podcast started. They need to be better, man. I know it's not that simple, but uh, I don't know. What What do you think about it?
1: Well, I mean, I don't know because I'm kind of in the mode where I'm just I'm waiting for him to heat up, obviously. But I think this is what we're gonna get from Aaron Gordon. Where he's gonna give you one really solid game, yeah, and then he'll just kind of he'll kind of he'll kind of fall off. Yeah. And the Kings game, like. Even that game, like, he struggled, but then he, he got hot when everyone else got hot. That big like, run mm-hmm. to come back. Sorry if I'm looking up here because I have two screens. No, okay. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm looking at this one, and then I'm looking at this one. So, it's not like there's somebody I'm talking to. I'm talking to you and everybody else. <laughs> um, so, I, I believe the fact that we have a guy that can be solid off the bench and really win a game for us. But then, if he's not as consistent as, like, a Grayson Allen who, you know – it has been a starter his career and maybe we thought he would be a guy coming off the bench then it's kind of scary because no one else is stepping up that's how i look at it it's like if eric gordon was the way he is right now like the way he's shooting but other guys are stepping up like kbd maybe get us a couple threes okogi being more consistent and getting to the rim like he used to and finishing around the rim eubanks having 14 and 6 games once in a while then then it's fine i think i'm okay with eg being this way but He has to step up in a different level now. Now that this bench is just, just terrible, they they have to find something in him, and he has to find it. I don't know how long it's going to take, but I think I will give it a couple weeks and just see what happens. Because I I don't want them to make any drastic changes right now. Just because five game win streak, the big three, they're filling up the stat sheet. They're doing their job. Yeah, exactly. So I don't They're healthy. Yeah, I know. I don't want anything to happen. Um, But um, did you have anything in your notes on the Pacers tonight and how well they've been playing over there on the east side of things? Like they're quite the team offensively, defensively, one of the worst in the league. But um, it was sucky not to see Tyrese Halliburton tonight. But I kind of like what they have as a squad. And I know there was no Tyrese, and we barely beat them without that guy. But still, offensively, they're a juggernaut. Their bench is a juggernaut. So with our bench sucking and the big three having haven't filled those shoes, it's kind of nice to see the Suns beat this team even without Tyrese. Don't you think it's not such a big deal when you look at the stats and you go, oh, where's he at? Where's Tyrese? They only won by seven? That's not a big deal, right?
2: I'm actually glad you brought this up because there was somebody in the comment section. I think – I'm sorry. i got to pick on you, Cody Kidd, for saying this. You're like, oh, we barely beat the Pacers without Tyrese Halliburton. <laughs> Okay, first off, the Pacers have been a pretty good team throughout most of this year. Like, yeah, they're terrible on defense and everything, but they're a really good offensive team. And I was talking about this the day they traded for Pascal Siakam, and I was talking about it on Friday with John. They didn't give up a lot of their young core. And guess what we saw a lot of tonight was their young core, especially their bench. Like, they have some solid bench players on, uh, on the team, like Jalen Smith, for example, was cooking us in the first half before he went to the locker room. But they also got Obi Toppin, who was a really underrated pickup this offseason for them. They got guys like Andrew Nemhard, Ben Shepard, or yeah, Ben Shepard, Bennett ben Math, I can't even say his name, Mathren, excuse me. And then Jairus Walker started cooking us early in the fourth quarter. So yeah, like they give a whole bunch of draft picks, draft picks for Pascal Siakam, but they're still really good, man. They're young hungry team they they play fast as we saw tonight and you know they're they're long and athletic and everything and again over 55 bench points that's pretty damn good man like I don't know like what seed they'll be in in the in the east coast like it they'll probably make the playoffs I don't know if they'll win a first round series I don't think it'll be easier or anything but they are a good team man and again like I cannot repeat this enough they didn't give up a lot of their core in the Pascal Siakam trade. And that's just gonna make their future even brighter. And according to Woge and according to Pascal Siakam's agent, he's gonna resign there. So like they're locked and loaded, man. They're 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 ready to take off.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I like it. And it's nice to see Siakam get traded to the east side, like the yeah. East Coast. I don't, you know what I mean? I didn't want the kings to get them. I love that Siakam. Have made it he was. Us,
2: yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the Kings are like one piece away from being more dominant. They know they are. They, they've been together they've been for a couple too, years. Lately. Everyone knows what the Kings are. And then we, yeah. we knew what they were um, last. What was it? Tuesday? Gosh, I don't even know the days. Let's talk about
0: NERC. Delicious definition. Make them boys go crazy. Oh. Tuesday.
1: I was right. NERC tonight fouled out of the game, and this kind of just brings me to the part where the Suns just had a hard time getting calls, but then on the other end, <laughs> little ticky-tack calls almost all night long, man. Nurk was with his sixth foul, <laughs> barely touched up. Like, I get it. He touched his arm, but like, he was like, as like, yeah, like he was trying to just like, just graze his hair. It was like he was being nice to the dude, just give him a little soft touch. I'm sure he got a little bit of a chills. I think of Siakam going up for the jumper. But those fouls that were called on him, it just sucks because a game like this, we really haven't seen Nurk in really big foul trouble like yeah. this season. It was a thing earlier in the season, but it kind of we kind of escaped that. And now like Nurk is just six fouls, seven minutes to go in the fourth, he's out, and then Eubanks has to play the rest of the game basically, or as much minutes as he can until we can't stand them. But Nurk, man, like it was. I felt bad for him. There was a lot of bad calls tonight, don't you think?
2: That, I'm glad you ended with that because in all fairness to Nurkage, there was a lot of bad calls because we had that early challenge in the game. I forgot if it was a Kevin Durant or a Devin Booker foul, but they reversed the call because it wasn't a foul. Like, KD got two fouls early, and there was just a lot of ticky-tack like I barely touched you and it was the foul calls. And speaking of Nurkage, I think uh the Aussie Suns fans, shout out to them, by the way. Uh the, they brought up to check out his Twitter. Nurkage literally posted this on his Twitter because he's hilarious <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. By the he's way, the he's best. a great he's a great teammate, by the way. He's always posting <laughs> yeah, tweets of his you. players and all that. Shout out to you, yeah. Nurkage, man. You were the absolute best. Yeah. And you know what? Again, it was a rough night and everything, especially the fouls and mm. all that. But he still competes out there, did his best, and I don't know, man. It's, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know what to do with this job.
1: All right, that's enough. We get, we get it. I'm not gonna get down here. I might get thrown out. Um, <laughs> no talk anymore about firing Frank Vogel, head coach of the Phoenix Suns. If everybody, if if there's somebody out there that doesn't know,
2: there probably Frank, still some people out there that want it yeah, to happen. <laughs> I just want to ask you, how
1: much of this turnaround and stuff is Frank Vogel, or is it just the big three and everybody else gelling, or is it a combination? Because to me. I always feel like it's a players league. It's up to the players to get shit done and pay attention. I think if you have a good coach and Frank Vogel, you should be uh Yeah, play calling is a big thing too, because I know Monty was really bad at that. But I just I've never been on the on the whole bandwagon of getting Frank out of here. I mean, where do you stand on it? I think I just I don't wanted to bring it up because I know when we're going through the hard times, get rid of him. Now it's like I don't hear anything. So what do you what do you think about Frank?
2: I I was a, a Frank Lila, excuse me. I was a Frank Vogel stand, a Frank Vogel defender, however, however you want to put it, even during that terrible stretch. And I wasn't like necessarily like he probably might have been on the quote hot seat without actually being on the hot seat. You know what I mean? And he probably was to blame for a lot of those losses during the struggles, but. I don't know. It's like you said, it's a player's league. And and John and I talked about this like a long time ago. I even clipped it and uploaded it as a video. Like if you fire Frank Vogel, it's going to make things a lot worse. And also, I truly do believe this because you mentioned it. It is a player's league. I, I, I highly or how do I say this? I believe that ownership, James Jones, all them would probably go to KD, Book and Beal and say, hey, do you want us to make this move or not? I I truly do believe that. So that's why I think he didn't get fired. And again, it's just ridiculous to think that. Like, we're not even at the all-star break yet. You know what I mean? Like, firing Frank Vogel at any point this early in the season would have been stupid, in my opinion. Would have made things worse. Now, Now, to an extent, though, let's say, and I'm not trying to jinx anything or make anything bad, but, like, let's say we don't win a championship. I'll just put it like that. We don't win a championship. Maybe then you kind of sit down and have a conversation with Frank Vogel. You know what I mean? Then, but like, you know what I mean? Like, it's don't fire Frank Vogel right now. It'd be stupid to do it. It would have been stupid to do it like a month ago or whatever. Don't do it. Just don't believe what the Suns fans are freaking out about.
1: No, I'm totally with you on that. I think that what the Suns are doing right now with the five-game Wednesday is they're keeping the the noise out. But they always know, like, he's going to stay because – you can't just fire a guy when there's injuries happening, right? You gotta see how yeah. that plays along and everyone's gonna feel out injuries of here. Happen. Yeah, exactly. So I wouldn't blame him at all. Um but uh let's get into this a little early, but don't worry, dudes. We got what to have to show that. The Sun's jam session, subreddit stakeout. First off, I just wanna say subreddit stakeout with John playing Batman, is it the best thing ever or what it,
2: it is just makes
1: me, it makes me giggle <laughs>
2: i took a couple pictures of it that night it was so funny man he i don't know how he does that and still has this voice left to go he's so great at that man
1: it's so good dude. <laughs> but i want to be pretty boring tonight but subreddit for the pacers uh, I must admit Siakam is higher all time than Durant. Who agrees? I don't know what if this guy's like higher than anybody I ever. Heard. He must be on crack because that doesn't make any sense. This Siakam guy might end up being as good as TJ Warren. So that person went opposite saying he's just as good as TJ Warren. and I don't even know. Is TJ
0: Warren in the league anymore?
2: No, not in the league. Okay. Probably should be on a roster, but Do he's, you remember? He, I'm surprised he didn't get picked up this offseason. That's all I'm saying.
1: Yeah, I remember uh we were excited to have him back last year but I, I know that the bubble TJ thing remember when that was the thing where we traded him and everyone was so Everyone was sexy. giving a shit for that. He was scoring like 40 points a game and then everyone's just like, Ironically, wasn't oh, it the why would you trade him?
2: Pacers team account I think they ended up deleting the tweet but they said like cash considerations or whatever. I swear to god yeah. it was the Pacers and then he just like went nuts in the bubble. I could be wrong on that but I swear to god that was a thing once.
1: That It was a thing, and Jamsters back us up on that because I never know what's going on. Uh, this team <laughs> is years away from contending. I don't know if they're years away, and I'm going to say something. Like, OKC this year, you know, I predicted them to be second in the West, and they're still second in the they're West.
2: They're
1: good. I kind of see this maybe next year, but I think with the, with the Pacers. Right now, the Pacers obviously – They have a chance to contend in the playoffs because I think their offense is just so explosive. And I think what they have in Tyrese is a guy now that, of course, articles released, everybody wants to come here now, including Siakam, who's walking around right there. Should I go say hi? No, just jump off the balcony. (laughs) Um, They want to come here and play with him. And They'll not contend this year, but they're going to be very, very competitive, I think. Uh, They have a very, very good roster, I think. Um, They're not that far away from it. Brutal miss in the Chiefs-Bills game. Sorry, John. And then that's when I found out they missed the field goal because I wasn't watching it. Everybody around me had it on, on, watching the Bills and Chiefs game, but I kind of stayed away from it. Uh, Did you watch any football this weekend?
2: casually and saying that is an understatement like i am the understatement of a casual football fan because i can name you like three or four players and And i have no clue what's going on half the time but i like to watch it it's fun but yeah i did actually sit down and actually watched a little bit of football uh but then i realized the suns were on i realized i had videos to do so you know, but I'm rocking the Cardinals hat. I support there the you Cardinals. Go. You know. And, yeah, I just noticed yeah. it was a Cardinals hat. <laughs> just like all season long, we're
1: talking about headband book. and this was like two. This is like two weeks ago, and I was like, and I was like, uh, I was like, well, how many games has he worn a headband? And John's like, he's worn a headband all season long, and
2: I'm like, what?
1: I don't know. So, <laughs>
2: am his brother's funny man. He tweeted out headband book or no headband book after that big game he had the fifty-two points. That's hilarious. Yeah. Wait, uh, who's brother? Uh Devin Booker's brother. Uh he tweeted. Oh, I that forgot out, he had a brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he tweeted it. it was funny, man. That is funny. Hopefully he's
1: not as annoying as Patrick Mullen's brother. I know that guy's <laughs> I know that guy's pretty annoying and should be in jail or something. I don't know. Yeah, I'm
2: like he's that. been in a lot of yeah. legal trouble. Yeah. 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 Did you see um what's his name? Travis Kelsey's brother tonight? <laughs>
1: Yes, and like it was, it was on. And the beer was that a regular sized beer? I was like, I is that so. a mini beer? They <laughs> look like looked a like tiny beer. Hand. Yeah, exactly. i was like, is that a mini beer? Is that that's a real size beer? That's
2: gonna be me beer? when the Phoenix Suns win the championship this year. I'm gonna have all my right. shirt off with a beer in my hand in Phoenix. It's gonna be amazing. You're gonna,
1: you're gonna be outside in the cold. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or, I, don't,
2: I don't know where that's hey, gonna be, be yeah. <laughs> okay. This podcast is all, all right. over the place. I love yeah. it, man. <laughs>
1: And I this uh, is what
2: Suns fans. Hopefully you have a for. hairy.
1: Yeah, hopefully you're <laughs> as hairy as that dude too, because it'd be even funnier. <laughs> um Toffin has such a high release point, he needs to be more confident shooting over guys. So I did notice that Obi Toppin, like his jump shot, and I know we always compare him to Mari, but his jump shot just to calm down a little bit. I was watching Zion the other night, obviously, because he was playing the Suns. And <laughs> um I just was like that dude has not slowed down. You know what I mean? Like Zion has been in the league, what is this his fourth year? He yeah, has not he has not worked yeah. on his on his controlled speed. Like he gets into things so quickly. If he was just more patient and drawing fouls and stuff like that, like he just is like a hot potato with that thing with him. grabbing the ball, like, oh hurry, I gotta put, I gotta throw it in. So Toppin, I think, he's a slow down on his jump shot. He has the high release. Um, there's another, I feel like evolution to his game. I'll never give up on Obi. I love that dude.
2: Yeah. I was gonna uh, say, um, cause you, you kind of said it, like he's got the high release, but not just that, he's long, man. Like he is has a long wingspan, obviously has super athletic and everything. And he showed a little bit of that athletic athleticism tonight when he had back to back drives. He had that little reverse dunk and everything, yeah. which that was terrible defense on the Suns part, by the way. But yeah, if he can figure out the jump shot, man. He'll be a really good player in this league. But right now, you know, coming off the bench, still young. He's got time to figure it out.
1: I think so, too. He'll he'll be around the league, and he'll be that one year. Kind of like Malik Monk, maybe, where where Monk's just like, now he's like a good, good player, not an all-star, but he's a better player than most people thought. I can kind of see that outcome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, KD, 17 of 23 and 37 points. I mean, fuck. And then, of course, this is always added. Booker is just the worst. I don't know what they have with, like, Booker had a rough game tonight, but why is he the worst? What did he do wrong? Did he do anything wrong tonight?
2: Dude, even my sister asked me, like, why do people hate on Devin Booker? I'm just like, I don't know, man. They're just haters. They're trolls. I know. All
1: right, that was it.
2: The Sun's Jam Session. Subreddit stakeout.
1: Before we get into Jamstar, do you have anything else you would like to go over from the game before we talk about future Sons and Jamstars?
2: I took a little bit of notes tonight, but I feel like we kind of went over everything. I'll just say this. Like, I know the Pacers, like, I'm kind of looking at my notes here. I know the Pacers are young, athletic. They're streaky and everything, especially on offense. But kind of the frustrating thing tonight, and we'll figure it out. You know, there's still lots of basketball left to be played and everything. But they went on a lot of runs tonight, and so did we. But I saw a lot of those defensive lapses, if you will, that I hadn't really seen in the last couple games. That makes sense. That's that was yeah. kind of the frustrating thing tonight. But thank God yeah. for KD and thank God for Bradley Beal at the end of the game. Like they saved us. But I like I was I just mentioned it with the Ob topping thing. Two back to back drives. Just it was like a slam dunk contest out there. He could do whatever he wanted. But not just that, man. There was one play. I think it was Andrew Nemhard just drove to the rim and all of our sons were just spread out. I was like, it's like, where's the defense, man? So that was a little bit frustrating. Hopefully they actually do sit down and look at the tape of this game beyond that, man. It's pretty much like I mentioned, like if the sun's bench can just figure it out, start putting points on the board. That is a bonus for us. We just got to pray and hope for the sun's big three to stay healthy. Hopefully Yusuf Nurkic stays out of foul trouble and everything. And like I mentioned, man, this Pacers team, they might suck on defense, but damn it, they are good on offense. I think they will make the playoffs this year, and they have a bright future. Just adding Siakam is just a steal for them, man.
1: Yeah, and it usually takes a little bit to get into rhythm with things um, with a new guy like that who is – the status of Siakam. He's going to want the ball a lot, and him working with Alburn is going to be very fun to watch. John Tran, really quick, haha, Matt's disguise or stakeout is glasses off. So glasses off, emo. <laughs> glasses on is coffee shop guy. <laughs> so, like I said, I guess that's the disguise I had. But, um, yeah, so I don't think I had much from the game, so we'll go ahead and do
2: Jam, star of the game.
1: That's the big KD, right? Or who else do you got? Kevin. There's no surprise, Grayson Allen's. So.
2: You know what? It's obviously Kevin Durant. We talked about him. He was absolutely incredible tonight. Thank God for Kevin Durant. And I will say, because you know me, I like to do the honorable mentions. Fourth quarter, Bradley Beale is my honorable mention for the Suns' jam start of the game. But I do want to talk about Grayson Allen real quick. Um, left the game, I want to say, in the first quarter, or at least the first half, with what looked like an injury. You know, he he got went to the locker room, but then after that came back and actually hit some shots. He was five for seven tonight. He had 13 points. And I thought he just competed out there, man. I mean, he was just looking like Grayson Allen, just kind of took a little bit of a hard tumble. That's going to happen and everything. I hope he's okay I'm pretty sure he is because I haven't really heard anything yet. And I've been hyping up Grayson Allen all season long, especially last podcast. I don't know if you listened to it. I was calling him an all-star and everything. He's been incredible, man. So to finally answer your question, the Suns jam star of the game is Kevin Durant. But honorable mention to Grayson, Beal, and yeah, th- those are my stars. Very
1: <laughs> nice, man. There let's you go. Give it, let's give it to KD. That's all a right. cool background. <laughs> <laughs> Cody Kid says sticks. Um... Saul Soto KD Kiko G KD is a jam star for me. I love that Maya V KD has like two in the first. Um, two beers <laughs> Seth Logan Hopkins Bill. That's a good one. Yeah, Bill clutch stuff. He was very for clutch. Really? Like, and I love that because when Booker knows and KD knows, like. Beal's got it going. Like he has the matchups he can get to the rim, and he is almost automatic now. He was struggling when he first came back, finishing around the rim. But right now, he's automatic. Give him the ball. There's no yep. my turn, your turn, anything. It's like they know, oh, it's my turn for the next four, four yeah. possessions, five possessions. And that was Beal in the, in the fourth. So KD from CL Oracle, KD, um, 44 piece McNugget dude. sounds good what? right now man did they used to sell the 40 piece McNugget
2: I think they Didn't still they used to do, do that? man oh
1: my god I mean you can get as many nuggets as you want <laughs> but that's just you gotta stay away from McDonald's or eat McDonald's do whatever you want I don't know why I'm telling you I don't live your life <laughs> it, it's recipes <Rezabetis>, um feel <laughs> and a good to see it sticks at um it's 25 I read that totally wrong all right. So we are forty five minutes into the show. Um the next game is tomorrow night and they are facing the
2: Chicago Bulls. Bulls. The, the blow it up soon, Bulls. Blow it up. Do yeah, it. Yeah, so another win.
1: Right? Frankie has to be another Fingers win. Fingers right? crossed.
2: I, I hope well, we didn't let all of our energy out with this game. I feel like that could be a trap game tomorrow. I don't know why. I don't mean to be negative, but it's true, you know.
1: Yeah, for so why? Oh, whoops! (laughs) (laughs) There I Uh I thought they weren't they like picking it up? weren't they like winning games? A little (laughs) bit,
2: surprisingly, and Kobe White's been playing incredible for them as of late. But that's why I think it might be a little bit of a trap game. I'm like, eh, Levine's been hurt and everything, and they've been super inconsistent and. It's like if they don't blow it up this year, it's like, will they ever blow it up? But it's like they're just a bad team, and their their owner is stubborn. And I just – I don't like that team at all, man. They just need to keep Kobe White, maybe keep a couple of those other young guys and blow it up.
1: Yeah, they won their last two. They won uh, three of their last four. Yeah. And it looks like they won six out of their last um, seven. Or they're sorry, playing eight.
2: a little bit better, but they're, I, they're not a contender. Yeah. They're not even like a – they might be a playing team at best, if that –
1: yeah, it's, it's funny because I listen to the, uh, the No dunce podcast and everybody out there listens to them. And uh, yeah. Trey Kirby is a big Bulls fan. So <laughs> yeah. I try to listen to them every morning when I can just to get like a recap of the night before. Um, but when he says Bulls are back, and I think he said it a few days ago last week, and I kind of believe him maybe. I mean, I have to go with that because uh, I don't know. How can I not believe it? He's a Bulls fan. So Aussie Suns fans, let say 103 people watching, 29 likes this video, like the video, subscribe. Do what you can to help us out. Um, tonight we will probably end it a little bit earlier so I can get out of here, drive home, and uh, tuck myself in. I uh, <laughs> Anything else, Suns Geek? I mean, let everyone knows who you are already, unless you're a new watcher out there. Um, Suns Geek, where can they find you, man?
2: Yeah, I mean, if you are a new watcher of both of our channels, please subscribe. To both of us, you know, follow the podcast, you know, the Suns Jam Session podcast and everything. Just check out the description where all of our info is. But obviously on YouTube, I'm I'm constantly uploading videos and live shows and YouTube shorts. If it has to deal with the Phoenix Suns, I'm going to make a video about it. And uh, again, man, it's always a pleasure to be on here with you guys. Anytime you guys need me, I'll do my best to fill in. And also check out the Aussie Suns fans podcast as well. I love working with those guys. They're great guys. But also just real quick before we end, because I'm one of these kind of people. I'm excited for February, man, because we got the trade deadline. Then a couple of days later, we got the Super Bowl. And then it's all-star weekend, baby. I am hyped. Cannot wait for that. It's going to be an incredible month of February. And yeah, I mean, again, just subscribe yeah. to both of us. Check us out. And thank you so much for having me back on, man. It's always a blast to work with you and John.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on, like always. And I uh, love having you on. And really quick, you did bring up the All-Star game. I just want to hit on this really quick. We have a few more minutes. Yeah,
2: let's, do, let's go for it.
1: The Clippers got the 2026 All-Star game. Do you think Ishbia is killing himself over that? Or is this place not yet built to the way it's supposed to look for the All-Star Because I feel like the Suns should be next in line, right? This place is rebuilt. Yeah. Phoenix is booming. It's a place to be. I mean, the guys on this team, you just have to know that the Suns are in line. 27, 28, soon after that, right?
2: Yeah, I'm glad you asked this actually. It's, and that's a fair question. I'm sure maybe Ishbia's kicking himself a little bit, but then again, it is LA. kind of surprised me a little bit when they announced that, but then again, it's Los Angeles. Like, you know, it is what it is. But I hope in 2027 or at latest, 2028, because if you think about it, Suns fans, that's really not that far off. It's like four years, you know, or three or four years or whatever. I hope we get it then because the Phoenix Mercury have the all-star game this year. You know what I mean? So that's going to be pretty cool. But, like, I wish it was here at least in the next few years. Hopefully we get the next one. We haven't had an all-star game here since, what, 2009? Like, come on, man. Yeah. And even before then, it was in 1995. So I hope the NBA committee or whoever is, you know, the in charge of that will give us an all-star game. Especially since the WNBA will be here this year. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, I know, and um, I think uh, Phoenix is ready for it. I think it's always been a town where you can come and party and hang out. But uh, really quick too, before we get out of here, Indiana, the airport, they have. Yeah. They have a. Did you see this in <laughs> yeah, the airport? I <laughs> but I guess you can't play basketball. But that would be the funnest thing ever if you can actually go to the airport. You arrive and there's a huge court there, and you know you're. Right now, there's a lot of travel. You know, a lot of planes, a lot of delays out there. Uh, a lot of planes, a lot of delays that made no sense, but. When you're delayed, play some hoop. One-on-one, two-on-two, five-on-five. That's what they should be able to do. But they're not allowed to play. I think they're just supposed to walk. They can walk on it. But that's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a pretty cool thing to have to bring in the yeah. All-Stars. So,
2: Probably just, yes. like, injury concerns or, you know, people getting in fights or, you know, doing all that stuff. Like, I get it, but that kind of sucks, So Like, you put that yeah. cord out there and you can't do anything but walk on it maybe take <sighs> a picture. I don't know, yeah. but it's still kind of cool, though. I'm not going to lie. I don't think I've ever seen that before, so that's pretty cool.
1: No, it's pretty awesome. I saw that last week on No Dogs. I was like, what? That's yeah. so sick. The Sun should <laughs> just have that. I feel like would should have a court. Everywhere there's room for a court <laughs> for people to play. All the old courts, just throw them. Like whenever he rebuilds the Sun's training facility, take those other courts and put them random, like Arizona Mills or some kind of mall or something. Yeah. It'd be fun. Uh, but before I get out here, I want to say everyone go home, love your family. But I do truly mean it. Just go out there, love your family because they're the only ones that matter to you. And uh, that's why I set up for every pod. So thank you, Geek, for joining, and uh, everyone have a good night.